and 65% of black Americans report feeling anxious about climate change's impact. Through our Office of Climate Change and Health Equity and the Office of Environmental Justice, we're working with providers and community leaders to identify innovative approaches that empower communities to address the health consequences linked to climate. Thank you, Ms. Rachel Levine, for looking after the black community who is absolutely panicked about carbon, carbon emissions. That's the United States Assistant Secretary for Health. Just looking out for the little guy. Goodness gracious. What timeline have we slipped into, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome once again to another episode of Liberty Lockdown. This is Clint Russell. Let's go. Welcome to Liberty Lockdown. Please scan your barcode. Your liberty ain't gone, but yeah, it's on hold. Where did it come from and where did it go? So yesterday I deep dove on the Alexei Navalny case. And since then, Miss Hillary Clinton, the one and only Demon Spawn, has had this to say to Christiane Amanpour. Could be. He knew when he went back he was going to be arrested. He was literally arrested at the airport. Um, and I... Secretary of State Hillary Clinton is joining me, and you very quickly tweeted, Madam Secretary, thank you for being with us uh, on this day, uh, you know, your condolences, not only to his family and friends and his staff, but to the people of Russia. You were yes. sending a message. I, I was, uh, Christiane. You know, I've gotten to know... Um... I liked it. Just to, in case you were wondering, if Clint's being at all crazy with all of these people saying the same exact thing, you were sending a message. I was. Navalny's wife and daughter, I've gotten to work with a number of the people who have been around him exposing corruption, uh, putting together an opposition agenda to Putin. And it was so uh, tragic to hear uh, that uh, he's been killed. And there's no doubt in my mind, and I know President Biden just made a statement based on uh, the intelligence available to our government, that uh, his death is a result of uh, Putin's brutality. And it is a tragedy for Russia that someone who was willing to stand up and speak out and, and really represent a different future for Russia uh, should be uh, killed. And, and Never any details about what that different future might look like. Never any details about what his political beliefs were or why he was so heroic. No, no, no. He was just a blogger attorney that was fighting corruption, who also went to England, is on surveillance footage, uh, having conversations with MI6 agents. No big deal. Nothing to see here. And you probably have heard that he was actually on video yesterday from the prison doing uh, some kind of a legal uh, appearance. He looked healthy. He was uh, his usual kind of confident, uh, joke-cracking self. In fact, his wife and others who saw that video yesterday were quite reassured uh, that he was okay. And then we get this terrible news today. And I want to read what you chose of him to put out in your tweet. This is Alexei Navalny. Listen, I've got something very obvious to tell you. You're not allowed to give up. If they decide to kill me, it means that we are incredibly strong. You know, that was him right. kind of, you know, a death. Look at her nodding. This knowing nod. By the way, standing there with an American flag and Ukraine flag on her lapel. Just letting you know exactly who she's in the bag for. Foretold right. and trying to tell his people, do not give up hope one way or the other. And you have had a plenty of experience when you were Secretary of State with mm -hmm. President Putin, with elections there, with the whole, you know, attempt at some kind of democracy. What do you think 
this means today? I mean, what room is there in Russia anymore for that? Well, I think it's important that uh, those of us who believe in the human spirit and freedom and democracy and who believe the Russian people deserve a lot better than they're getting under uh, Putin and his cronies uh, take to heart what uh, Navalny said in that quote that I used uh, in responding to his death. Because, you know, change doesn't happen easily and it doesn't happen because we want it. It happens because year after year, strong people are willing to say, this is wrong, we deserve better. And honestly, I think what he is alluding to in that comment is it shows weakness. You know, he went back to Russia. Uh, the film about him uh, going back and, and Putin's first attempt to murder him by poison and how he uh, miraculously recovered thanks to German mm-hmm. medical treatment, yeah. and we're here in Munich. The exact same talking points as the ambassador to Russia from 2012 through 2014. Just want you to notice that. I just played it for you yesterday. The exact same talking points. Um, you know, this um, film, which you haven't, if you haven't seen it, you should see it. It won the Academy Award. Shows a man who is truly, you know, engaged at every level, every cell of his body in trying to, you know, stand up for what Russia could be. He knew when he went back, he was going to be arrested. He was literally arrested at the airport. Um, and I think it may not have been a death foretold, but an awareness of the risk he was taking. And it, this is a message also for people in Europe and in the United States particularly, who think that you can somehow make a deal with Putin, that you can let down your defenses when someone who's as brutal uh, a dictator as he is uh, intends only to dominate. And if that means killing your opposition, as he's done with so many people over so many years, or invading a peaceful neighbor and trying to bend it to his will, that's what he will do. So. <laughs> Yo, Hillary Clinton talking about taking out political enemies and invading your neighbors, invading countries against their will. Come on, man. Do you own a mirror, Mrs. Clinton? You lead me obviously into, before this death, Mm -hmm. the real questions here, as I alluded at the beginning Mm -hmm. in introducing you, was can Ukraine survive another year? Will the United States step up? And will the United States continue to be uh, a leader of NATO, given uh, former President Trump's recent comments? You know, President Biden said this week, supporting this bill, the one for foreign aid and military aid, is standing up to Putin, opposing it is uh, playing into Putin's hands. Yes. What, I mean, you're a former senator. <laughs> you know, the Senate came kicking and screaming, but they passed it, but the House hasn't passed right. it. Where do you think, you know, in the political realm, this is going to go? Well, one thing I know for sure, if this bill from the Senate were ever put on the floor of the House, it would pass. It would pass uh, overwhelmingly because the people who are preventing it, starting with the uh, Speaker, uh, Mike Johnson, Um, are not doing America's business, they're doing Donald Trump's business. And why is Donald Trump so enamored of Putin? Well, once again, 2016 all over again, Hillary can't help herself. Why is he so enamored with Putin? Well, why are you so antagonistic towards Putin? Why? We know the Steele dossier was your camp's creation. And yet, It's as if she has drank her own Kool-Aid, as if she's a true believer. But the hypocrisy is so apparent on its face to describe 
Putin as this tyrant to, to be able for Christian Amanpour to interview Hillary Clinton, the blood soaked, soaked demonesque herself and to ask these questions as if they like, there can be a sincere answer delivered from Satan's spawn herself. It just makes no sense. Part of it is he's a wannabe dictator. He has told us that repeatedly. He even said the other day, let's uh, basically get out of NATO and, you know, encourage Putin to do what he wants to do. How absurd a statement that is cannot even be, you know, measured um, because you are essentially giving a green light to a murderous, brutal dictator. Nobody who is siding with Trump on this issue would want to live under that kind of regime. All right. Well, you're right. I wouldn't want to live in Russia. Good point. But that's not actually the point now, is it? And once again, we have Donald Trump being taken out of context and having his his quotes misattributed in ways that are quite egregious. So let's let's actually fact check her in real time and see exactly what Trump had to say. Yeah, I did the same thing with NATO. I got them to pay up. NATO was busted until I came along. I said, everybody's going to pay. They said, well, if we don't pay, are you still going to protect us? I said, absolutely not. They couldn't believe the answer. And everybody, you never saw more money pour in to Secretary General Stoltenberg. Well, I don't know if he is anymore, but he was my biggest fan. He said, all these presidents came in, they'd make a speech, they'd leave, and that was it. And they all owed money, and they wouldn't pay it. I came in, I made a speech, and I said, you got to pay up. They asked me that question. One of the presidents of a big country stood up and said, well, sir, uh, if we don't pay and we're attacked by Russia, will you protect us? I said, you didn't pay, you're delinquent. He said, yes, let's say that happened. No, I would not protect you. In fact, I would encourage them to do whatever the hell they want. You got to pay. You got to pay your bills. And the money came flowing in. And Henry would know this. If I said, yes, I will, you don't have to pay. Yes, I will. Most politicians have said to that, yes, we will protect you under any circumstance. Well, then they're never paying up. I said, no, no, you have to understand. You don't pay your bills, you get no protection. It's very simple. Hundreds of billions of dollars came into NATO, and that's why they have money today, because of what I did. So was Donald Trump, in fact, threatening to withdraw from NATO? I wish he were, but no, he's not. Quite clearly, he's not. In fact, he's saying during his presidency, he's not threatening today. He's not telling Vladimir Putin to do whatever he wants today. He was saying that in the 20, I don't know, 2019, I'm guessing, when he was talking to the to NATO, to Stolt Stoltenberg, the, uh, the head of NATO, he's saying, you know, he was asked by foreign leaders, hey, if we don't pay and Russia were to invade... Would you defend us? And Trump said no. So Hillary Clinton takes that and says Trump is once again threatening to leave NATO. That's not what he's saying. I wish he were. That's not what he's saying. There's so many times that Trump has these, these very fine people type of quotes that are just total lies, but they are propagated by the entire Democrat elite. And you're like, this is why this country is torn in two. This is why half of the country has no clue what's happening and the other half uh, thinks everything is a lie or, or everything they believe is a lie. I think that's actually the divide. <laughs> it's terrible. But this is why. Because you have these narratives that are propagated. They, they take 
marching orders. They have scripts that are handed out. It's so clear that that's what's happening. You have the former ambassador to Russia from 2012 to 2014 saying the exact same lines on the exact same day as Hillary Clinton herself. You think that's really a coincidence? Given that they're both lying, but coming to the exact same conclusion? Yeah, I don't think that's a coincidence. Nikki Haley weighs in today after Donald Trump. Donald Trump says, The sudden death of Alexei Navalny has made me more and more aware of what is happening in our country. It is a slow, steady progression. With crooked, radical left politicians, prosecutors, and judges leading us down a path to destruction. Open borders, rigged elections, and grossly unfair courtroom decisions are destroying America. We are a nation in decline. A failing nation. MAGA 2024. I, I think... There's a lot that can be read into Trump saying that. I'm not going to go full Q on you, but it's interesting. It's interesting the framing that he takes, that that the fact that he's correlating American political corruption and and extrapolating off of the death the sudden death of Navalny, it makes me think that it's a bit of a dog whistle that he thinks maybe it was the United States that was responsible. Maybe I'm reading it wrong. Maybe he's just a boomer who's ranting into the wind and it has no correlation. <laughs> and he's just literally using the topic of Navalny and transitioning into other rants that he wants to go on. That's a possibility too, but I don't know. Nikki Haley responds, Donald Trump could have condemned Putin for being a murderous thug. Trump could have praised Navalny's courage. Instead, he stole a page from liberals playbook denouncing America and comparing our country to Russia. Oh, these people. These people. It's so obvious that they work in tandem with one another. You got Nikki Haley sounding like Hillary Clinton. Hillary Clinton sounding like the former ambassador to Russia. And now we've got <laughs> we've got Liz Cheney herself, Darth Vader's daughter, for God's sakes. Does it get any more surreal? Here's what she had to say. As you pointed out. Uh, Putin. Yeah, I mean, look, uh, you know, Donald Trump, as you pointed out, uh, said just a few days ago that uh, he had, he had told a NATO ally that he would encourage Putin to do whatever he needed to do, whatever he wanted to do. Uh, he, he's basically made clear that uh, under a Trump administration, uh, the United States is unlikely to keep its NATO commitments. And that is not what he said. <laughs> How many times do I mean, I'm not going to play the clip for you. I just played it for you. But it's just like the gaslighting is so extraordinary. But again, they're all misattributing the same exact speech they're all delivering the exact same lies this is just not accidental this is a bipartisan deception campaign they are propagandizing the american people trump is saying if you don't pay your dues to nato you don't get defended and as a you know kind of a blackmail type threat he says if you don't pay i'll encourage uh russia to do whatever they want but he's not telling them to do anything. And he's also certainly not saying he's going to leave NATO, nor is he saying that he's not going to defend countries if they do, in fact, pay their dues, which was the entire point of the blackmail. Ugh. I think that Republicans uh, who understand the importance of the national security situation, who continue to support him, are similarly going to be held to account. You know, when you think about Donald Trump, for example, pledging retribution, um, what Vladimir Putin did to Navalny is what retribution looks like in a country where the leader is not subject to the rule of law. Um, and, and I think that we have to take Donald Trump very seriously. We have to take seriously the extent to which, um, you know, you've now got a Putin wing of the Republican Party. 
Uh, I believe the issue this election cycle is making sure the Putin wing of the Republican Party does not take over the West Wing of the White House. Today's episode of Liberty Lockdown is once again brought to you by Phoenix Ammunition. Go to phoenixammo.com, pick up the best ammo in the game from the best American-made ammunition company in the world. Yeah, I said it. I don't fucking care. It's the truth. F-E-N-I-X-A-M-M-O.com. If you're running low, if you got to get some two, two, three, some five, five, six, you got to get that good shit. You know what I'm saying? If you got to get it and you're running low, there's only one place to go. PhoenixAmmo.com. They don't, they don't even sell. They don't even sell to cops. They don't even sell to the military. These guys, these guys are absolute savages. They are just producing ammunition for the people that the Second Amendment was written for. PhoenixAmmo.com. You don't need a promo code because they already give bulk discounts. PhoenixAmmo.com. Get you some. My goodness. Okay, so now now they've already deceived you into having certitude that Putin is responsible for the death of Navalny. Now you're correlating Trump to Putin. Now you're saying that there's a complete wing of the Republican Party that is Putin-esque, obviously with uh, Trump being the Putin figure in that movement. And you're saying that this is this is what you have to fear in a second term of Donald Trump, that he's going to imprison and potentially murder his political opposition. Is there any reason to believe that's the case? Did you see anything from him during his presidency to tell you that's that's the trajectory things would take? No, no, you didn't. Have you seen some signs of that under the Biden administration with going after his supporters as well as Trump himself? in terms of DAs in different states that are prosecuting him for a litany of nonsense. Yes, you have. That's actual political prosecution. That is actually far more similar to what you're witnessing in Russia. Russia, this terrible danger. Trump, this terrible danger. America, under Biden, doing the exact same dangerous things that they are projecting onto a future Trump campaign. You have to keep Biden in power so that these terrible things don't come to pass, which have already come to pass under Biden. Does this not exhaust you? Is it not so transparent that you're losing your mind? Okay, good. I'm glad we're on the same page. Democrat Congressional Representative Ted Lieu had this to say. Why did Navalny all of a sudden die at this point in time? I first of all agree with President Biden that Russia is responsible for his death. Also, what happened in a few days leading up to his death? Well, we had former President Donald Trump essentially say that Russia should attack European countries. That is crazy. That is traitorous language. Russia certainly was listening. And I think they thought, hey, we now have a green light to do all sorts of crazy stuff. And if Trump would be president, Putin would have even more latitude. The exact same narrative over and over and over again, predicated off of deceit. I'm sorry that I'm hammering this so hard, but it's really important that you see it. This is what I was describing yesterday when I said, this is how I analyze the news. When I see lies that are being shared by everyone, all in unison, all with the same conclusion and premise, despite the fact that it's all predicated off of lies, well, then you ought to know that you're being propagandized. You get it? You see how it works? 
It ain't that big of a mystery. I know it's exhausting to try and look at all the media and to figure out that this is happening in lockstep. But when, when I show it to you back to back to back to back to back, you have to recognize that's exactly what's happening. This is a narrative that's being laid, predicated off of lies with a certain end goal in mind, the end goal being toppling Putin and preventing Trump from getting a second term. Could it be any more clear? I don't think so. This is the guy that they're going to the mat for. Alexei Navalny talking to a British MI6 agent a handful of years ago, which, might I add, is the reason that, in fact, that he was imprisoned. I may have to translate this. If we had more money, we would expand. A little money, if somebody would spend, I don't know, 10, 20 million dollars a year on supporting this, we would see quite a different picture. And this is not a big amount for people who have billions at stake. So that's the message that I'm trying to project in my fundraising efforts. And talking to people in the business community and so on. We need to play on different chessboards. Mass protests, civil initiatives, propaganda, Establishing contacts with the elite and explaining to them we are reasonable people and we're not going to de demolish everything and take away their assets, things like that. So we'll see what comes out of that. So this probably is perhaps what I do. Yeah, well, not a small job. Haha. <laughs> so this is the guy. This is the hero. This is the hero. This is the guy that you have to you have to be ready to go to world war because a guy who appears to have been a dual agent, maybe even more, uh, expired in prison. We don't know the details. Some reports are that it was a heart attack. I don't know. Maybe it was poison. Maybe it was Putin. Maybe it was MI6. Maybe it was Mossad or CIA or Ukraine. Like I said yesterday, we don't know. But the narrative about him is predicated off deceit. It is being propagated in lockstep to weaponize or, or propagandize, rather, the left to be ready for war against Russia. Could it be more clear? I don't think so. Now, I wanted to play for you an advertisement from Navalny when he was running for office where he compares migrants, particularly Muslims, to other insects and talks about what he would do to stop them, including weaponry. I'm not going to play it because I don't know if I can get away with it. It probably would get me nuked. So I'm not going to do that. You can look it up for yourself. Just search for it. But <laughs> I mean, the fact that the propaganda works on the Democrats, the people who are literally standing by and advocating many of them on behalf of open borders right now and, and any sort of limitations on complete unfettered immigration are being portrayed as xenophobia, racism, and everything else under the sun. And yet, simultaneously, they can uplift and, and hold as their, their supreme leader, this man, Navalny, who is far, far more dangerous rhetoric-wise when it comes to immigration than Donald Trump has ever been. Ever. And that's all you need to know. The guy that they are deifying is in fact worse by their own metrics than Donald Trump, who they are demonizing simultaneously, and they are playing off of their emotions 
connecting Putin to Trump and Trump to Putin over and over again, despite the fact that the people that are propagating these narratives are responsible for more death and destruction than anybody else on the planet right now. There you have it. And more on this nonsense when it comes to Trump's corruption. Here is David Brooks summing up the case against Trump that cost him a judgment of over $350 million. The guy had three sets of books. He had the banker's books where he inflated his assets, he had the IRS books where he deflated his assets, and then theoretically he must have had the real books. Uh, and so people can understand that. That's just fraud. That's just uh, being a con artist. It's just that simple. He had three sets of books, and that's just fraud. No, it's actually not. That's actually totally not the case. Uh, I ran a mortgage company. I vetted lots of loan applications, and I can tell you, this is standard operating procedure. Any real estate developer, this is exactly what they do. They try, um, particularly when you're talking about assets that are really hard to quantify in terms of market value, like Mar-a-Lago, for instance, this very un unique historic building surrounded by water on both sides, very hard to get a comp, which is a competing sale to actually estimate what the value is. But if you're being asked by a bank because you're trying to get a construction loan or whatever the purpose of the funds are, you're trying to take, take equity, you know, the excess value versus whatever you owe against it. You're trying to take equity out from a property to go and build something else. So obviously you're going to tell the bank, I think this is what this is worth. This is a very unique property I'm estimating, but I'm going to have a disclaimer in there that says you come to your own conclusion. This is what we think it's worth. You disagree. We'll have a back and forth. The reason you do this is because ultimately one, you don't know, and you're always optimistic that it's going to be worth the, you know, the apex value. And you might be right. Sometimes you are, sometimes you aren't. But then the reason that you you want your your portfolio to be as highly valued as possible is because you're using it as collateral and you're only going to get a loan to value of usually 50% or so. Uh, if you're really well healed and you have perfect credit and payment history, maybe you'll get a higher loan to value. But say you claim that this property is worth 200 million, you're trying to get a 100 million loan to go do some other project you're going to obviously report that it's worth 200 million, use that as collateral, get a, get the loan at 50% loan to value, which would be $100 million, and then you go out and you use those funds to do whatever your next project is. Now, normally, that would be totally fine, but you have activist uh, AGs in New York, which have you know ran on the idea of trying to topple Trump, trying to take him out, and just looking for any justification to do so, despite the fact that the bank itself said that they weren't defrauded and that he performed on the loan and everything was fine and they're happy. Everybody's happy. Everybody go home. Nope. Actually, civil lawsuit, you owe 300 plus million dollars. Welcome to America, the land of the free, home of the brave and property rights. Property rights are really under threat right now, folks. I mean, if you are an investor in New York, I have to encourage you as strongly as humanly possible to not be in New York anymore. This is an article from The Hill, and it was regarding Kathy Hockle, the governor of New York, trying to calm business people down because they are nervous, as they should be, about this judgment that came down against Trump. Hockle tells New York businesses not to fear about Trump verdict, nothing to worry about. This is just from yesterday morning. New York Governor Kathy Hochul addressed New York business owners in a new interview and told them there was nothing to worry about after former President Trump was hit with a $355 million fine and a ban on conducting business in New York for three years. 
Hockle joined John Castamitidis on the Cats Roundtable, where she was asked if other New York business people should be worried that if they can do that to the former president, they can do that to anybody. Great question, John. And the answer is absolutely they can. She responds, I think that this is a really an extraordinary, unusual circumstance that the law-abiding and rule-following New Yorkers who are business people have nothing to worry about because they're very different than Donald Trump and his behavior. Hako responded, what an absolute joke. Oh my God. I mean, it's, it's true that he's different in the sense that you guys have completely done away with any jurisprudence, any sort of legitimate prosecution, but it's not at all uh, okay to just write it off as like, well, yeah, he's a unique evil, so you're fine. Obviously, that's not true. All real estate developers do this. Continuing, a New York judge on Friday ordered Trump to pay the massive sum and penalties in a civil fraud case. The decision came just weeks after closing arguments wrapped up a months-long trial based on a suit brought by New York Attorney General Letitia James, alleging Trump falsely altered his net worth to receive tax and insurance benefits. The judge, uh, Engeron, found Trump, the Trump organization, top executives, and his adult sons liable for fraud. Hockle said there was no way she would overrule Engeron's decision because we need a clear separation of powers. Yeah, as if she would overrule it regardless. She added that that's what was envisioned by our founding fathers. Oh, 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 oh man. Lines like that just... Oh, they hurt so bad. They hurt so bad. Yes, yes, Kathy. This is what our founders envisioned. Having having former presidents of the United States hemmed up off of accounting or clerical errors or accounting issues when it comes to uh, real estate portfolio evaluation predicated off of tax avoidance. That's That's what our founders dreamt of. When they were fighting the British, when they were trying to free themselves from the tyranny of taxation without representation, they thought to themselves, we have to have separation of powers so that we can prosecute former presidents for overvaluing their assets on a bank loan. <laughs> this, this, is exact, this is exactly what was envisioned by our founding fathers. Oh, dystopia sucks. The governor provided reassurance to New York businesses after the ruling. By and large, they are honest people and they're not trying to hide their assets and they're following the rules, she said of the people who own and conduct business in New York City. Basically, you're good little slaves, unlike Trump. He got, he got ornery. And so this judge determined that Donald Trump did not follow the rules. He was prosecuted, and truly, the governor of the state of New York does not have a say in the size of a fine, and we want to make sure that we don't have that level of interference, she said. If I were you guys, if I, if I was running a business in New York, I would not be running a business in New York. If I own real estate in New York, especially in this bubble, I would absolutely be selling it. This is not financial advice. I'm saying what I would do. I would get the hell out of there, personally. As I just as I got out of California, and honestly, I'm not even sure California is worse than New York. If you're able to do a $355 million fine on a deal for which there was no one damaged, boy, you gots to go. Especially if you're an entrepreneur, especially if you've like tried to and, and survived the incredible tyranny and, and business regulation and the taxation and everything else that goes on in New York. I don't know why you would stay there. There's rumors right now that there's going to be essentially a trucker convoy type protest against New York City for what they're doing to Trump. Again, 
I wish that these protests would have happened for the American people or on behalf of the American people during lockdowns. Uh, they did to a very, very mild extent in America. They were pretty serious in Canada. And it sucks that it's going to be on behalf of Donald Trump. But if it has to be, it has to be. And, uh, you know, I understand people's people's concerns. I just hope that they are extrapolating from defending Trump himself to defending the idea of business rights, property rights, things of that nature. Because I think that's the more existential threat. As as much as you may love Trump, okay, defend him to the end of the earth, that's fine. But just make sure that you realize that what's being done to him, you should be perceiving that as a direct threat to you, not because you're trying to protect Trump, but because you're trying to protect the principles that this country was founded on. Got it? Okay. Got to run you through some good news. Congressman Massey, the legend himself, says, after receiving our letters and document preservation requests, J.P. Morgan and State Street quit the Climate Action 100 Plus Coalition pushing net zero goals. BlackRock has significantly limited its involvement in this ESG effort. This is great news for economic freedom. It really is. And uh, J.P. Morgan Chase investment arms oh, and State Street's investment arms on Thursday both quit a global investor coalition pushing companies to rein in climate damaging emissions while BlackRock said it has transferred its membership to, an, to its international arm. So essentially they offshored it to avoid liability limiting its involvement. The decisions together remove nearly 14 trillion of total assets from efforts to coordinate Wall Street action on tackling climate change and came after the coalition known as Climate Action 100 Plus or CA 100 Plus asked signatories to take stronger action over laggards. Financial firms have faced growing pressure from Republican politicians over their membership of such groups amid accusations that committing to shared action could be a breach of antitrust law or fiduciary duty. Yes, they are acting as cartels, essentially. This is uh, an entire thread, but apparently it was Jim Jordan along with Thomas Massey and some others that applied pressure that got these companies to back off. But when we're talking about 14 trillion being removed from that, that's amazing. And the reason that it was th or the reason that the the pressure campaign worked is because as I've been saying for many years now, this is in fact it's cartel-like behavior because you're trying to create uh demands across across lending institutions and across money management firms to apply pressure to these these lower level businesses which are also multinational major businesses all over the world but you're trying to force their hand against the best interests of their shareholders and i believe strongly that this is a violation of fiduciary duty and ultimately would see at least civil if not criminal penalties especially if it could be proved that you are you are uh, collaborating behind the scenes to do things that are against the interests of your shareholders. That's a very serious crime. And uh, it looks like the pressure campaign's working. And if $14 trillion, $14 trillion, that's an enormous sum. If that's been removed from this push for uh, the, the zero carbon goal, that's a big, big deal. And a big, big win for really just sanity. <laughs> I'll just make it that simple. It's a really big win for sanity. So as always, may, mad props to Congressman Massey. Thank you to Jim Jordan uh, and the handful of others that were responsible for putting this pressure. It's very important. I mean, this is how you end up in the entire uh, United Nations Agenda 2030 type of lockstep movements that ultimately will crush your economy. If you look at what's happened in Europe, 
with the shutting down of all of their nuclear power facilities and even going away from car or uh, from coal and any sort of like reliable energy development you've seen extraordinary utility prices for the people in europe you've already seen some of that in america but it was not nearly as bad as it was in uh the rest of the west so this is uh not a moment too soon I think we're still going to suffer the consequences of this push, and I'm not at all sure that they're done. I think oftentimes they will just reorient, rebrand, and then repush, just try and proceed again under a different flag. That's probably what we'll see, but it's just important that like once the precedent gets set, you have to keep hammering the same thing, regardless of what the language is, whatever the marketing terms that they try and use to obfuscate the, the reality of what they're actually pursuing. It doesn't, it doesn't change the principle. What you're doing is illegal. What you're doing is immoral. What you're doing is wrong. As long as we continue to beat those same drums, it doesn't matter what they call it. The precedent should help fight back no matter what they rebrand as, just as Blackwater rebranded to whatever they became, but they continue with the same stuff. Well, it's important that we pay attention and make sure that when you rebrand, we continue to cut you off at the past because very very anti-human agenda to try and limit power production we need that just as we need food and guess what they're trying to limit food production too oh these people are so dangerous it's unbelievable thank you guys so much for tuning in i uh just want to read off a few of the five-star reviews thank you for continuing to leave them over on apple Podcasts, spotify wherever you're listening nikki gold change says clint's a man i wish more people were as angry as i at the loss of our freedom and prosperity clint russell's passion for liberty is inspiring and liberty lockdown is currently my favorite podcast well thank you so much i hope i can shake Cl shake clint's hand someday well certainly you can nikki just come out to one of the many events i speak at uh says one of the best Great podcast with great episodes. Thank you, Jwahaha. Adam C. Love says, keep up the great work. Clint does great curation of relevant events or current events and is excellent at providing analysis and commentary from a liberty movement perspective. Clint and Dave are the dynamic duo of dissidents. <laughs> when I think back to my, my days as a Ron Paul 2008 volunteer, I remember that we'd have given our left nut to have voices like these to wake up the masses. Well, thank you, Adam. That's really kind. And I will, I will take the Robin to Dave's Batman any day. Excellent podcast. Uh, CD Kawhi says, one of my go-to podcasts. Pulls no punches. That's right. Panzer23 says, the best doing it. Damn. When I started dating my girl last May, she asked what political shows I liked. I said Tom Woods and Dave Smith, but I have a feeling Liberty Lockdown will be my favorite this time next year. It hasn't taken a year, and the prediction is true. Keep up the good work, especially the financial stuff. <laughs> Thank you, Panzer. It's hilarious. Uh, Lysander44, entertaining takes on the news. Uh, Clint gives me an anarchist libertarian take on me in a clear concise way i look forward to each episode thank you lysander mr spooner uh native texican says five stars eye opening well you've almost put put all the pieces together but there's still something missing you you use words like nefarious and your guide guest said evil you're both correct you're never going to complete the puzzle as long as you adhere to your secular worldview why did they destroy their own georgia guidestone seeing what uh, see what tenant number one was that's the plan the Great Reset and globalism is just the beast system. One government, one currency, and one religion, end times. Well, I'm not going to say that you're wrong. I'm just going to say that I'm still considering it. I'm still thinking about it. Are some of them evil? Yeah, for sure. Is, is this really a fight of good versus evil? I don't know. I think we're, we will find out. <laughs> if, if, the, if the clouds part, 
and you y'all are all plucked away and I'm left here with the madness. All right. <laughs> I've been proven wrong. And my secular worldview was certainly flawed if that's the case. Uh, but I'm going to continue to speak out and try and tell the truth as best I can, not to come any come to any uh, rash conclusions that I can't prove as best I can and uh, allow you guys to to decide and think for yourself. Thank you for supporting my work. If you want to do so, best way is to either subscribe over on X at Liberty Lockpod where you can follow me or subscribe where it's like five bucks a month. It does help to keep the work moving. I will follow you back or you can go to libertylockdown.locals.com, sign up to become a supporting member. And once again, share the show, leave a comment, hit the like button. And uh, yeah, that's it. Love you guys. See you soon. Peace. Welcome to Liberty Lockdown. Please scan your barcode. Your liberty ain't gone, but yeah, it's on hold. Where did it come from and where did it go?